Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight we look forward to the 2020 Newark Half Marathon. The Twins and Graham are back. And we talk to the referee of the National Cross Country Championships. How good is that? We begin, of course, with the names in the news. And for the second week running, there is only one person to start with. Amy Hunt. And she was crowned the senior British indoor 60-metre champion at Glasgow on Saturday. Her time, 7.39 seconds. And I've got a gaggle of athletes in the studio tonight, so uh, Amy is definitely going to be top of the subject list. Newark's Brandon Mersh was the assistant referee to the international tournament held at St George's Park last Friday. Is he the new David Coote? The new Phil Joslin? Or is he going to be better? A very well done to Fernwood Sword Club's Arthur Eakin and Ethan Dakin in Saturday's Yorkshire Championships. Ethan won the under-14 competition and Arthur did very well to finish 11th in his first senior championships. By the way, he's 13. A bad day for our under-18 footballers in the Notch Youth League. Farndon were thumped 8-1 in Mansfield. While in Division 1, second place Newark dropped two points to second bottom Cotgrave. Sunday was much better though with RHP Colts beating old rivals Rushtons four goals to two to maintain that second spot in the Midlinks Youth League. Speed skater Freddie Pollock finished 12th and top Brit in the last European Junior event of the season, held in Holland. And a good day for Finlay Cranage at round six of the BMX Winter Series. Two second places and two first places, giving him first overall on the day. One round to go. And finally, it was a mud fest for our athletes at the National Cross Countries. We'll hear a lot more about that one from the Twins and from Gareth a bit later on in the show. I'm Mick Bradley, he's Gareth Bagley and we are live on FM, DAB, online around the world. And now, would you believe it, we're on Instagram. And I still don't know how to work it and I still don't know what it's all about. Our special guest tonight, of course, if we're talking half marathon, it's got to be uh, these two, hasn't it? Uh, Philippa Clark's popped in to see us and Peter Davis has popped in to see us. So you can imagine for the next hour, there's only really going to be one subject. So let's start with boxing. <laughs> Chad Sugden is to face Shakan Pitters for the vacant British light heavyweight title after the original challenger, Craig Richards, has withdrawn. Chad received the shock dream shot at the vacant title. It was announced today, this afternoon actually, the event at Coventry on March the 28th is exclusively live on Channel 5, so we can all watch Chad become the British champion. A lot more on that one, of course, a bit closer to the date, but this is going to be the biggest ever fight in Chad's short career so far, so we really... The whole of Newark's going to get behind him, and I'm absolutely sure that they will. 
and it's still dry out there so uh new flow serves Notts cup quarterfinal against eastwood town is still on we're down to 35 minutes before kickoff now we've never been this close to getting it played so uh get yourself down there but if you're going down there before eight o'clock take your wireless with you right um opening the mics up to all three of them because obviously i was here last night so i didn't see panorama but if you listen to gareth two weeks ago with his staunch defense of mo farah um from what i understand in panorama last night it didn't quite come over as clear cut gareth not at all no um he flatly denied any uh, use of an intravenous injections of, and I can't remember what the substance was, um, flatly, you know, stalled on every question. He was asked by uh, the uh, American uh, drug people, um, went out the building uh, and was met by uh, a member of UKA um, and immediately went back in and said sorry chaps um forgot i did actually have some before the race um it, it had slipped my mind um so um somewhat disappointed really um in as much that he felt he needed to take a supplement uh, a supplement that lots of people use but normally uh, ingest it but uh his coach seems to think that uh, by having it fed intravenously that would make uh, improvements even better and uh, somewhat uh, concerned that a man can have so much power over his athletes that they'll do whatever he suggests to get them that percentage better than they already are you're trying your best here aren't you to think what you're saying before i'm trying it yes because Um, uh you know i noticed rob didn't use his fence last (laughs) night and uh i'm someone what want to sit on it at the moment um what what worries me is we've had the cycling where we managed to lose the one and only laptop that had the the information on but every other piece of information from the last hundred and something years is still there but this one laptop has gone missing and and now mo farah is getting forgetful peter um your your background um wh- where are you on this one because I, I i the criteria i use with anybody and being me probably i shouldn't be but the criteria i use is if mo farah was russian or bulgarian what would you think to him uh not a lot um, I mean, it's not only Mo that was implicated last night, it was UK Athletics as well, uh, because they actually uh, allowed him to do it and actually supported him in it. And that was made quite clear in the programme. Um, having come originally from a, a very amateur uh, rugby background, uh, anything to do with drugs, money, you were immediately banned for life and that was it you couldn't play rugby union anymore and uh, since it's turned professional i'm not so sure it's as clean as it was but it was squeaky clean at the time i played rugby and i've carried that through to my athletics my running as well it's i think the most i take is ibuprofen if yeah, I, got a headache. I, I pop a few ibuprofen yeah. now and again and that's it <laughs> is this gonna stick on mo farah i think it will i mean the uh, 
the essence of the program was it's against the spirit of running. Uh, and I can't remember the name of the IV that they gave him, but basically it's a muscle enhancer. Um, so if you need that to run really fast, I would question, you know, whether you should be allowed to compete at a top level. Yeah. You see, we've had, as I said, we've had it with our top cyclists, and yeah, the, 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 I mean, no way they're not being of, of the being being proved guilty of anything. But there's going to be an awful lot of mud out there, isn't there? Yeah. That's not just the weather, you know. And we tend to be like to think we're squeakier white than white. But HSBC are going to end their multi-million pound sponsorship with British Cycling at the end of 2020. The bank has exercised a break clause in its contract just three years into an eight-year deal. Um, apparently, it's to do with a shift in the UK marketing and partnership priorities. Well, that's nice and that's lovely to say that, but I think everybody knows it's not. Um, it all comes down to money all the time, doesn't it? Yeah, that seems to be driving sport more and more at the moment. And I, I just hate it because people like yourselves and the people that you're with every single weekend run because you love running. Some of you are very good, others not so good. But it's not the point. And if an, any sports person has got to take any form of enhancing drugs to make them better it's cheating it's as simple as that end of isn't it it's got to be so i'm sorry mo farah but on the evidence of that program you've lost an awful lot of credibility he has he he certainly lost my support yeah i don't know how gareth feels now but before i was quite empathetic towards him. well gareth staunchly stood up for him and i had a go at him last time yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> silence says everything I think. oh dear rob warman's alive and well <laughs> in the studio um, <laughs> let me go to something a lot a lot better and a lot brighter and something that's absolutely wonderful that's happening amy hunt um i've run out of things to say about amy she started off by coming in here as a shy 12 year old and now she's there talking to the world's media and as bright and as bubbly it's a question i ask you every time you come in gareth how good is amy and could amy go to the olympics i think on the performance at the weekend over 60 meters which is far from being a event i'm sure she would say that herself i would imagine she was quite shocked you know because uh to to do that um i I can't see any reason why why she uh, she can't be on the trip to Tokyo. Certainly in the in the relays and possibly in the two hundred meters as well. On, on the back of of Amy, and you know, let, you know, she's still got to keep fit and she's still got to keep the enthusiasm. We know all that, but on the back of what Amy could achieve and literally put newark back bang at the top of the athletics map what will be a knock-on effect for striders and not fast and newark ac and anybody that wants to to take up running when newark's got amy hunt well we could have her as the poster girl for um, (laughs) the newark half get, get more entrance in so i mean it's fantastic just having just watching her on the tv I, I mean i can't sprint to save my life but 
watching it. I mean, even the week before when she was doing the the event against, you know, Shelley Ann Fraser Price, you know, household names. She was giving them a run for money, and you think that's that's a girl from Newark who just is is up there with the 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 big boys. I actually called my wife in and she doesn't like running at all. I said, look, 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 it's Amy Hunt from Newark. And yeah. she was quite impressed. She just looked a world-class athlete, didn't she? Well, yeah. Both in her running and the way she came over afterwards. She she is. She's absolutely wonderful. Uh, your wife doesn't like running. Do you ever see each other? <laughs> because you're always running. It's the secret to happy marriage. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. A lot. It's got to be. Yeah. That's the secret yeah. to happy marriage. I'll come... To back in a minute to the secret to a happy relationship but it's been uh, strangely quiet since just after christmas on the athletics front and especially at park runs but all that's come to an end is back yeah we got extradited to australia for <laughs> the a few, only person that's been thrown out of australia so, yeah no, they've sent him back so, uh, <laughs> what yeah. we're getting at of course is philippa dad ernie um has had a wonderful with his wife because we tend to forget you know yeah, yeah. um with, with mum um a fantastic five weeks over in australia yeah five and, or six and, weeks, and so new zealand and um touring around yeah going to different park runs just flying the not fla- fast flag yes. all over the place i think the uh the name raised a few eyebrows from what i hear from people in <laughs> there so yeah no they've uh they've enjoyed themselves they've come back tanned and now they're saying it's too cold over here so so um i couldn't resist it uh, they are both mum and dad are here in this studio next tuesday night when the sports show turns into the travel show but uh, <laughs> Good it, luck. It, 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 it will be fun now that bit about happy marriages because one runs and one doesn't happy relationships is when you go out do a valentine's run hand in hand <laughs> lovey dovey <laughs> And win a big <laughs> box of chocolates. I didn't know he'd got such long arms. Cutting. And a big box of chocolates and uh, then didn't bring him into the Radio Note studios. I know, I'm sorry. I hope ne- he's training. Next time. Maybe he's sat at home eating them. T- tell us then, because it was all over social media, that a picture of your good self with a box of chocolates and two crisp £20 notes. Yes, well, we went and signed up to do the valentine's 30k it's the only time i see him if he's a uh, if i can persuade him to go and do something running so we uh yeah we turned up we you're inseparable you two every time i'm out i see you both <laughs> yeah that's true he just he can't live without me um oh, so yeah we went and did the run and um both finished both did quite well in both pleased with our times and then uh in the announcement at the hall at the end they said the second Valentine's pair back were myself and Jan. He'd gone home by that exactly. point. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, maybe to make a meal. <laughs> yeah, to make the Valentine's meal. That was why he went. That's home. why he went Don't home. try and defend him because he w- he runs for Newark AC. There was there was nothing to defend it. He was he was cold and wanted to go. Home Jan Bailey, it. that is shocking. Absolutely yeah. shocking. And I did, despite saying that I wouldn't. I have shared the money with him. Yeah, so. did, did you tell him it was only forty pound? Yeah, no, the other sixty. Okay, Newark half marathon is on the agenda. We're not really going to talk about the half marathon, the race, because we all know when it is, we all know where it is, we all know about that. I want to talk about the charities tonight because what a lot of people don't know is that the money raised at the event is then distributed not only to 
Newark running, but to the wider community as well. And that's what I want to come back to when we've spoken to the twins around about half past seven. Before that, though, let's have an update because uh, August is not that far away. It seems light years away, but it will soon it will soon come round the 2020 Newark Half Marathon. Well, yeah, so the 2020 Newark Half is in the calendar, 9th of August. Um, we've kind of honed it down now to a tried and tested formula. We've got the route. We kind of know the good points and some bad points that we picked up from last year. And then the main change this year is that the guys at DB Wood have become our headline sponsor. And they're... Uh, they're even housing us tomorrow for our, our committee meeting. I don't really think they know what they've let themselves in for, but, you know. Um, so, yeah, they're a headline sponsor. We've changed our colours from blue to purple this year. And, um, again, we're just looking to host a fantastic event for the Newark community and then from there um, support the local charities and local, just local community. It doesn't have to necessarily be a charity if we can... Um, if we have funds left at the end of the event, we'd like to distribute them mm. back into Newark and into the into the town. And that, that, Fund that, the, ne- the next Amy Hunt. <laughs> well, and that is really what it's all about, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely, um, yeah. That's it. Uh, 1,500 last year, that was what it was billed, or that was what the insurance said you could yeah, have? Yeah, that's our top number. I think on the day we had around 1,200, which in itself is a fantastic number. It's I think a jump had, on the previous year, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. I think on the day, some people woke up, 60 people woke up and thought, I'm going to go and run the New York Half Marathon and signed up on the day. Shame there weren't a few more. <laughs> <laughs> I think 1,200 is not bad. <laughs> no, I meant people on the day. Oh, right. Make well, money out of well, people Gareth, on the day. Oh, oh right. <laughs> yeah. ah, I see. Gareth has uh, been, been roped onto the committee this year, so that can uh, be his, yes, uh, I haven't his made, task. I haven't How many committee meetings <laughs> has Gareth made this year? He's always got an, apology, yeah, exactly. an apology, but you know he's organising the cross countries now, and that's that'll be yeah. over. So yeah, so he's got no, no he's got no excuse yeah. at all. Has I'm there tomorrow. Right, uh, we're going to talk to the twins about what Newark AC have been up to. Then we're going to talk to um, the referee of the national cross country championships, and then we're going to talk where that money went. Okay, time on a Tuesday night at 20 past seven, just before training starts in earnest down at the Sports Village, to talk to the twins, Teddy and Lauren, who uh, were out and about at the National Cross Countries, caked in mud like everybody else was, but fully enjoyed the day. Tell us all about it, girls. So, first of all, we had the Cross Country at Wollaton Park, which was the English National Cross Country Champ, and it was very wet and muddy. Firstly, a superb third place for ex-Newark AC Linton Taylor in the senior race. Joseph Monk in the under-13 boys race had a great race finishing 99-400. Bethwin Jones had a great race coming 292nd. In the junior women, Savannah Brook came 34th for Grantham. Laura Bates, 86th. I came 129th and Lauren came 130th. In the That's better, race, you see. I don't like it when you're not together. <laughs> yeah, we're together. And in the junior men's race, Ed Book came 52nd. In the senior ladies' race, Chloe Hubbard, 36th. Becky Gallant, 135th. And a special guest appearance saw Rosie Diesel, 378. In the senior men's race, they had a large group of runners, one of the biggest we've ever had. And Ollie Carrington, 200th. Jeffrey Gregory, 581st. Thomas Hubbard, 607th. Damien Davis, 622nd. Grant Davies, 694th. Simon Roberts, 762. 
Tim Bagley, 788. Carl Braithwaite, 1,062nd. Gareth Owens, 1,205th. And Adrian Dix, 1,247th. And a big well done to him as he did it in trainers. And then Lee Braithwaite, 1,445th. And well done to everyone who helped and officiated for that day. And we also have the um, indoors at Sheffield, where Zoe, where Zoe ran and completed in the English Nationals Indoor Championship. She qualified for the semi-final and got a new PB of 9.774, which is amazing. And she is now first in the East Midlands as, as her age group. So big well done to her. And we also have the mini league which was two weekends ago so well done to all the not mini leagues who took place and um, they all had good races and it was the final one so big well done to them and finally we have amber owens who competed in the jdl fast track in north carolina she ran in the 5k the mile and the 3k and she won all three so well done to her and she also helped the trojans win the conference so a big well done to everyone for this weekend and did you throw your running shoes away at the end of saturday then uh, no, we've washed them. I think they're still going to be alive. <laughs> well, my welly boots are destroyed. They already had a hole in, and I had a plastic bag on my foot, and that just, my whole foot was, like, covered in mud. Oh, like, dear. soaked in mud. <laughs> oh, dear. Dad's going to have to buy you a new pair of decent wellies. Yeah, but I want a really expensive pair, so maybe not. <laughs> oh, well, that's it then. You yeah. saved him some money. I'm saving some money, yeah. Great stuff. We'll catch you again next week. Thank you. See you later. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And um, from a couple that ran in the race, Tilly and Lauren, to the match referee. And, of course, that is none other than uh, Mr President himself. Gareth, did you enjoy your uh, morning in the spotlight? Not just the morning. I was still there at 5.30 in the afternoon. I was the first to get there and I was the last to leave. Not quite the first to get there, but one of the last to leave. They do say with great power comes great responsibility. Absolutely. Um... Yeah. Did you wear your, your straw hat? No. Oh. No. I had my flat cap on. Right. That, that's the winter one, isn't yes, it? Yes, that's my yeah, winter one. Uh, well, it was interesting. Uh, different. Different to the previous 48 I'd been to. You don't realise uh, what sort of questions you're going to get asked. Kicked off in the morning with a... Just as we got there, the the heavens opened and it, it absolutely threw it down. And uh, one of the old-timers suggested it might be a good idea to uh, for me to walk the course because the conditions would have changed from when I walked it the day before. Um, can't really say what I said on, on air. Um, <laughs> but I didn't walk the course again. Um, and then I was expecting there to be problems with the parking and they didn't let me down. Um, so I was asked if I would put the start back because there was uh, a few uh, problems, people parking. I said, no, there's been plenty of warning about getting here, allowing lots of time, because, to be fair to the city council, they'd put it out, and and lots of the clubs had put it out. So, no, we went ahead at uh, 11 o'clock, right on on time. I had um, a lot of issues with people... uh, losing their chips I'm sorry to say I wasn't very sympathetic and suggested they perhaps should have put them on better because uh, I know how difficult they are to remove at the end of races um, 
but it's so it's it it has transpired since that uh, there were uh, quite a number many more than would normally normally happen and i've got this horrible feeling that some poor person is sat watching videos of the finish <laughs> and filling in people that didn't cross the line with a chip on so you got var then uh, yeah oh yeah, you got yeah, VAR. yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean i had a i had an email uh, saturday evening from uh, debbie monk saying uh, joseph uh, joseph crossed the line with his chip on uh, and and removed it and uh, uh, what have you in the finish area and he doesn't appear in the results uh, so that is a new one to me i've not known of a transponder not working if when you've gone over the map it's since transpired that he actually had a phone call uh, from the uh, results people uh, i don't know what the problem was but they sorted it and he actually does now appear in the results in a hundred and second place so uh, that that was you know not of my making but pleased to that that happened um I suppose the greatest uh, or the, the favourite thing of the afternoon was uh, maybe in the wrong colour vest, but seeing Linton finish third was absolutely brilliant. Uh, three years ago at the same venue, he finished 75th running for Newark and uh, he's gone on from there. He was 12th last year in Leeds. Uh, he finished third in the Northern, which was a bit of a shock to me, but dad said to me before the race i have a fancy he's going to be in the top five so he came up came away with a bronze medal and a silver medal because he was in the uh, uh leeds team that finished second so all in all a, a really good day um i got into trouble from the granddaughter because i actually intervened with three of the uh, gentlemen um who i suggested maybe they it would be better if they didn't run their last lap um, as the course was starting to be uh, dismantled. The finished gantry would be removed. It was cutting up a bit. Yes, uh, she, she thought I was very severe. But considering that it is a national championships, uh, I did stay right until to make sure that they all finished and the last man across the line... Were, took two hours and 11 minutes which i'm not sure for a national championships over 12k uh, whether that's uh shall we say in the spirit of the sport i, I, I wouldn't want him at a football match he's, he's, i'm worried because he's, he's our race adjudicator is he? he's strict he's so strict yeah, yeah. i have to rethink that you have to, you have to work that one out again <laughs> yeah. you must not smile you're not here to enjoy yourself <laughs> <laughs> you are here to run. Yeah, he's, he, he hasn't got a flat cap on. He's got a peak cap on. Hasn't yeah. he? <laughs> oh, bro! Anyway, Gareth, well done, and uh, uh, we do it again next year for your fiftieth. It'd be fantastic, won't it? Well, the man that appointed me when I pointed out to him that uh, it was it would be my forty ninth consecutive appearance at a national championship said, "Well, you might make fifty if you don't mess it up." <laughs> <laughs> okay then well we're touch and go then so touch and go okay but, the new uh, you're just getting back to the uh to the newer guys i mean i haven't had a chance to look up the the the, the record but I, I reckon 44th team is probably uh i'm gonna stick my neck out and say it's our best ever position 
and certainly 30th with nine to score uh, will will have exceeded anything we've done before. That's 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 for definite. There you go. Then so it was a good. It was a good day. All it around. was a good day. Okay, let's get back to the half marathon because um, what a lot of people don't realise is that all the money that's collected is then goes straight back out again, or at least once the, all the overheads are paid for. And there's plenty of and there's plenty of those. Um, and last season, you, you you actually dished out just shy of six thousand pound to different organisations. I, mean, I think it's a fantastic achievement. It, it really is. Um, obviously, and it is only right that the running clubs got something because it's the. I still think, or I'm still told, it's fairly unique in the fact that it's a collaboration of all the running clubs in Newark that actually put this thing together, which uh, in itself is. Is wonderful for what I know about. The clubs also um, supply the majority of the volunteers on the day. So if they're not running and they haven't got a legitimate excuse for not being there on the day, they get roped in by uh, our volunteer coordinator, Kate and myself. So they do, the guys on the course, the runners who are running on the day are supported by people who run events. So they know how to hand out the water bowls or they know hand out the jelly babies and these like last year the jelly babies got waterlogged but they were still handing them out to the runners so (laughs) it's a it kind of helps with the atmosphere on the day having people who run events helping the runners i'll just say certain football clubs could work out how to work and i think as well it it, it pulls the clubs together yes it's It's absolutely lovely yeah on sunday we had our all clubs run which we hold about every five or six weeks for the clubs involved in the half marathon and then off we go uh, running on a Sunday and socialising at the same time. I very briefly saw Becky Gallup. That's all I saw. She went shooting <laughs> off. And I've had a hard run the day before and then yeah. did a quick mile. We were lucky we didn't lose her in all the mud. <laughs> I was going to say, did you come out the other side? You know, she was um, up to her waist, others were up to the knees. <laughs> uh, interestingly, I mean, we'll come back to the running clause, but interestingly, the, the biggest group to, to, to get some money was St Peter's Academy in Farndon. The smallest was Claypole Village also. Tell me about both those two. Well, I can talk about Farndon because that's where my wife works uh, and I've been a governor in the past as well. Uh, And what we suggest uh, to the people that we give monies to is relate it to something active. It hasn't got to be running. Uh, But as you know, the government are increasingly worried now about the amount of activity that youngsters get in particular. Uh, so Farnham School came back to me with the idea that they had this skipping project they wanted to buy into. So it involved actually employing someone to come for a day, go through all the children in the school uh, and teach them skipping exercises. And then on top of that, we also got the money to be able to buy the skipping ropes. Now, I've taken our grandchildren to school this morning um and lo and behold i saw three or four of the kids from father's school skipping up the road road using their ropes it's just fantastic just to see them doing that and of course it, it, Farndon's on the route as well isn't it, it is. so Farndon is yeah. part of the newer calf market claypole isn't so where does claypole come into the um well like you said we've got a lot of overheads um so for us to be able to put tables out on the course for the water stations for the registration table um if we can locate them we would have to buy them but the guys at the claypool village hall lent us the tables for the day and i think they needed some funds 
for something, so we we gave them a donation as a as a thank you. And, and th- isn't that what it's all about? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's a, we we would like to be able to support as m- as many community pro- projects as possible. So, um, yeah, Claypole isn't on the course, but without them, we'd have had to it, find it, it couldn't happen. We'd have had to find yeah, it's just a no, little so cog. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's nice. kind of what it's nice to know. Claypole's being. Uh, recognised and guess who used to live at the village hall you me you <laughs> right there we go well actually they gave us 50, they said if you give us 50 pounds we we don't want gareth back so <laughs> it's like, you give us the money or he's got we're like we want him back bro two um two more places that, that are on the course and two more beneficiaries of the 2019 newark half marathon was horton church and elston preschool uh, and I actually ran, ran past Horton Church regularly on my training, and it's nice to hear the bells and everything going now on a Sunday morning. Uh, and Elston School I do a lot of work with as well uh, through my part-time work. And it's a lovely village school. And although we have some issues with Elston, don't we, with, with the run, predominantly whenever I've been around there talking to people about the run, they've been very, very supportive. Last, last year, the residents of Farn- of Elston excelled themselves the runners were saying that there was people lying in the streets they were they excelled themselves so for us to be able to donate some money for the school to have a well, water, we see the village can make bowl. it the village can make it into a a gala day can't yeah, they you know definitely. it's like when the cycling comes through a, a village make it into a gala day i mean elston actually opted didn't they to put on an extra water station yes yeah provided by older children and some of the parents in elston Newark Town Football Club obviously got something because you take over Newark Town Football Club <laughs> yeah, quite they, literally they have to for a day, their matches, so. <laughs> and um, they just stand to one side and let you get on with it, don't they? Yeah, really? I think are they looking to uh, build a new pavilion? Well, the YMCA are. Or the YMCA, yeah, 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 so it's kind of to help out with it that. All, it all helps. Um, Striders, Newark Athletic Club, Newark Tri Club, not fast running club, obviously because that's the gang. Yeah. Yeah. So it uh, the work. now the interesting ones and the really let's get serious because this is where it's lovely to see money going through and uh, I'll just go one by one and you tell me a little bit about them shall we? let's do it like that reach these guys are I I don't know a lot about them but they've recently opened the community cafe at the Boulderton oh and on spot on the Sports ground, on yeah, we're pointing here. and yeah. we're on the radio mic. It's yeah, I know, the I know. Idea, yeah, it's that way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Coronation Street there. So, um, they do a lot, I think, with children with disabilities. So, um, again, a Newark, Newark-based charity that we were able to offer them some free entry places. All the charities listed here, we offer them free entry places so that their runners don't have to pay the entry fee and they can then focus their time on training and raising money towards the charities you've not well. seen the webcam by the way looking straight at you have you oh no <laughs> i thought it was a smoke alarm <laughs> um sure mind again um i think a relatively new charity to newark um they i found out a bit more about them recently at the newark business club um and they operate in the butter market they have um a place where people can go and just take five minutes out from their their day um to just sort of collect their thoughts breathe and i think over christmas they did a charity single that went out and they performed it at the christmas lights switch on so again some money towards getting into schools getting children singing faith in families 
Yeah, you, you, uh, this supports families uh, that need uh, some sort of support because of their circumstances. Um, sorry, I'm not close to the mic. Um, and as you'll notice, many of the other ones that we're going to mention uh, do relate to counselling, support, mental health, all the issues really that, again, the government considers increasingly important i wouldn't say the government necessarily support them uh, and that's where uh, events like ours you're off the, you're off the fence important. like he's been off the fence tonight now yeah. Aren't oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well coming from a healthcare background <laughs> exactly. uh, i can see exactly what's going on and where the money is not going and where it should be going casey uh, casey is to support usually younger uh, adults teenagers who have suffered some sort of trauma and that can be variable. Yeah, it can be very much so. Hug. Hug. That sounds for helpers grieve. And from what I know is they um, they have a book which they distribute to children who've um, and families who've had a bereavement to help them come to terms and understand um, mainly their feelings and why they're feeling the way they are. But there's a family, the families get a book and a teddy bear to to help with their bereavement. I, I just think... I, I, there's, there's three more to come, but I'll come down in a minute. I just think, Gareth, it's, it's lovely when sport can get together to help the community. Because community... Without a community, you wouldn't have sport. And without sport, I'd like to think you haven't got a community. Absolutely. I mean, with the half marathon, um, Newark KC started it out with with the rugby club the rugby club soon um abandoned it when the the the, their return on their investment was not as they felt you know uh, they could get more money going and parking cars at the newark show um and and in the end the the last time we did it that the outgoings were such that i think the club made about 200 pounds which and then two weeks later, the kids went backpacking in Morrison's and came out, came away with thirteen hundred. And we sort of said, you know, is this is this the way to go? Since then, people have have come in from the other clubs, and it is a real community effort now. And it, and it's and so it's great that that the running community helped the wider community. It's a, it's a really good uh, good thing f- for everybody. And that leaves us with Nottinghamshire Mind, the Children's Bereavement Centre in Bowman Douse, and one of the all-time classic shows. There's 506 shows of ours podcasts, and one of them in there somewhere is representatives from those three organisations. And I was very weary of that show, thinking that because of the subjects, it, it is going to be a long, a long night. And I don't think I've laughed so much through an hour's show as i did with with those three that 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 came in i suppose you've got to be a little bit like that else you would go to pieces doing the job but three different charities but three fantastic charities yeah definitely they're they're kind of central to to newark and uh and the services that they offer uh, you can't put can't put a price on them but if they ever disappeared from our community, they would be noticed. So it's important that to say that we can't donate this money without the organisations of Newark. So the 
the help that we get from the businesses in Newark is is phenomenal. We're uh, five uh, donating the bananas. We haven't even had to look at getting the bananas. That's been sorted for the day. And, you know, DB Wood on board, they're sorting out somewhere for us to hold our meetings as well as... If, not, Gar- if Gareth ever gets to one. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just about money. It's about, you know, the tables from the Claypole Village Hall. It's you know. a lot of little, many, many little yeah, things, isn't anything it? With people that, just giving a, just a little... It doesn't seem much. No. But at the end of the day, it makes one heck of a difference. And it just all means that in the end of the end of us doing our, holding the event, that we've got this pot of money to be able to give back to the Newark. And of course, the 6,000 you mentioned earlier on, uh, Mick, uh, was what we we put in from the profits we made. Uh, all of these charities had their own teams, and it was great on the day because many had their own T-shirts, and they got individual sponsorship. So all of these charities got monies on top that they raised themselves and put the effort into of the six thousand pound we raised. Quite rightly, Gareth, it is back as Newark's premier event, isn't it? Sporting it is. event, yeah, it's, it's, it's right. It's a great event. Up. It's a great event. Let's hope we can grow it. Um, a little bit more. Um, not sure we'll get back to the heady days of 2,000, but 2,000 runners, but certainly scope to get to the 1,500 mark, I'm, I'm sure. That, that's got to be the task for this year, isn't it? 1,500. That's what we've got to go for this year. Well, big, big, big push. I suppose a lot actually depends on the weather on the day, don't it, as well? It's Could in the middle of August. It's yeah. going to be nice. Right. Okay, <laughs> and on that note, um, let's go and try and find Graham. Okay, let's get back to the phone lines and catch up with Graham with all the Striders news. And Graham, uh, no pressure. Two Striders in the studio taking notes. All yours. All right, okay, yeah, I'm going to burn my uh, best behaviour then. Yeah, after a couple of uh, really quite quiet weeks in terms of running, certainly not quite in terms of the weather with Storm Kieran called Storm uh, Dennis. We've had uh, a really, really busy weekend, actually. Tons of news, so I'd better get on with it. So we'll start off on Saturday and the National Cross Country uh, Championships at Wilson Park. We've already had a good uh, flavour of that on the show, so I won't dwell on the muddy conditions and everything. But uh, well done to David Cross and uh, Andrew Vosper who, uh, of New York Striders, who did the eight miles. Uh, one hour and five minutes and 55 seconds for David, and uh, one hour 23 uh, minutes and five seconds for Andrew then on to uh, Sunday, and what for uh, certainly for the club was probably the main uh, uh, running event of the weekend, which is the Stamford uh, Valentine's 30k uh, race, obviously down there in uh, South Lincolnshire at uh, uh, Stamford. Or Stramford, as it said on the T-shirt, uh, unfortunately. A bit of a spelling mistake there, but it was certainly a pretty tough race. Uh, it was very windy. It's a very, very hilly course. There's uh, 1,100 metres of, uh, 1,100 feet, I should say. Of uphill in that course, and it just seemed like more. I can't remember any uh, downhill actually. I just remember the uh, the uphill bits. But yeah, eighteen point seven miles in old money there, and it's a pretty tough race. Mark Jackson first to finish for New York Striders, two hours nine minutes and forty eight seconds. I won't go through absolutely everybody, but the next couple of uh, runners, Nigel Driscoll and uh, Simon Palmer, they uh, ran the race together and crossed the line together in two hours twenty seven minutes fifty one seconds. And then uh, the wonderful Philippa Clark uh, in the studio there tonight, two hours, 29 minutes and 51 seconds. And when added to uh, Jan's one hour, one hour, 56 minutes and 10 seconds, that uh, was good enough to come second overall in the Valentine's aspect of the, uh, uh, of the competition. And uh, 
fill up one of the lovely big box of chocolates there. Didn't notice her opening it uh, by any, uh, as it goes, so obviously took their moment and scoffed the ball herself, I guess. And she's not brought the chocolates in tonight, either. None left today, I think. No, exactly, and I don't think Jan's had a single chocolate. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and, she, and it, it turns out tonight she also told, told Jan, they, they, and they won a fiver. Yeah, so yeah, I digress. Uh, though I'll get back to the uh, back back get back to the racing. But uh, Kate Driscoll, um, two hours forty three minutes and forty eight seconds, and then say we'll read everybody out. But uh, Stacey, uh, I think it was uh, number eight out of the forty, the twenty twenty vision thing. Three hours thirty eight minutes and twenty eight seconds. Heather Green, three hours forty four minutes and forty three seconds. Uh, Anthea Moisey, four hours and four uh, minutes and eight seconds. So say seventeen started. 16 finished, it's a pretty tough race uh, and, and a good day out and it's great uh, marathon training and that's probably the reason why most of us, most of us were in it. Um, we were also busy in half marathon action. We had uh, Heidi Bobby, she did her, um, uh, well, she's done a few mar- half marathons now, but she did the Grand Brighton half marathon down there on the windy south coast, two hours, 21 minutes and 48 seconds, which is a PB for, for Heidi. Chris Craig, she did the Hampton Court half marathon, which is uh, sort of down along the sort of banks of the Thames, uh, down there, two hours, 30 minutes and 22 seconds. And then uh, we had a couple of striders at the Leicestershire Half Marathon, down to Prestwold Hall. Gerard Ray's a new member, one hour, 54 minutes and 38 seconds. And the wonderful uh, Mary Swindle, two hours, seven minutes and uh, 27 seconds. Of course, you've got a uh, multi-champion uh, in, in age group racing, uh, Peter Davis there in, in the studio, and Mary uh, falls into the same category. She got her place in this year's Leicestershire Half Marathon by winning her age category uh, last year, and uh, as I say, better block it out in the diary for next year as well, Mary, because uh, you won the age category again, so well done indeed. Uh, back in uh, action for Mark Winter, we haven't heard of him for a little while because he's had uh, some injury um, uh, injuries to deal with, unfortunately, but it's great to see Mark running again. Uh, 51 minutes and 45 seconds in the sublime winter 10k down at Peterborough. So really good news there. I think he's on the war path after me because after recovering from these injuries, I recommended some uh, running shoes to him, and he got a lot of blisters last night. So uh, I'm in the uh, bad books with with Mark. So I'll stay out of his way. Also on uh, Sunday in 10k's, we had the Clumber Park uh, Trust 10k. It's a free event. Uh, put on by the National Trust, uh, so many thanks to them. They're very supportive of Park Run at Clumber Park and other National Trust locations, Belton, and uh, doing the Trust 10Ks as well. So hats off to the uh, National Trust. Andy Sirs, Leslie Butlin, Tracy Partridge, and Karen Hitchinson were running in the Clumber uh, 10K. And uh, I already heard Peter mention the All Clubs run. Yeah, pretty much anybody who wasn't running in the uh, actual formal events at the weekend was... Uh, uh, starting off from Scons Park in the all-clubs run, so had a really good turnout there. And on Saturday, usual uh, array of park runs, Newark, Clumber Park. Uh, yeah, I was there at Clumber Park, and I think it was pretty squishy by the time they got to Sunday after the overnight rain, but it wasn't too bad on Saturday. Doddington Hall, Lincoln, Rother Valley, Sherwood Pines. So what's coming up then? Uh, busy weekend coming up again. We've got the Beaver Challenge. Uh, you can either choose the... 26-mile flavour or the 15-mile flavour, and I think that the course is going to be uh, pretty muddy this year, so there'll be some interesting pictures uh, coming out of the Beaver Challenge, which is on Saturday. And then on to Sunday, we've got quite a few striders, I'd say quite a few, a number anyway, travelling down to London for the uh, Vitality Big Half. 
So, busy week we've had, and a busy one coming up. It's lovely that, um, even though it's muddy, you're all out running again. Yeah, we love it. Graham, thank you so much. We'll catch you next week. Bye now. Thanks, bye-bye. And that just leaves us time for Peter to have a moan. Peter. Um, I'd like to talk about wearing headphones, whether they be bone conduction and directly into your ears. Um, and I know it's quite contentious. I mean, basically, it's not contentious around road racing because for safety reasons, you should not wear headphones so you can hear what the marshals are saying, you can hear traffic. But that also carries over onto your training and your leisure running. Um, so you have to be, I, I personally feel, a bit more aware of what's going on around you uh, and coming from a trauma orthopaedic background I've looked after several people in London that just stepped out into the road because their mind has been taken away by what they're listening to through their ears um, and just the personal point of view and this is very personal um, so people can say I'm stupid about it but I go out running to relax uh, and I listen to music a lot at home but while I'm out in the countryside for my mental health and my sanity, I like to hear what's going on around me and really enjoy the environment. So let's get the opinion of somebody who's young and obviously sort of will no doubt like like the music scene more than what um, more than what us um, old fogies do. Uh, Philippa, do you wear any form of earphones or anything when you're out? Or no, not? I am. Um, I'm the same with Peter. I okay. uh, I like to talk. Um, no, that's <laughs> <not> noticed. Um, <laughs> I wonder where you got that from. <laughs> so it, yeah, I like to talk to people and make sure you know while I'm running or if I'm on my own. I like to think about what I'm having for my tea. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm with Peter. I think although when you first start running, the majority of people will run with music to help them to keep them going. So I can understand that. But cars these days are getting quieter, and I could get run over by a normal. A sounding car let alone a, a quiet one a, an electric car so i think for safety reasons they are wearing them isn't isn't the best idea and you know we have some nice parts of newark so it's nice to to run around them and appreciate them. well i see so many of you running down london road and you've got charles charles street alcott street um, newton street as countless you know streets leading onto london road gareth quite simply it's it's not safe, is it? It's definitely not safe. I just don't understand why people want to do it. And I can assure them, if they turn up at the Newark Half Marathon and, they, <laughs> and they're wearing headphones, oh, no. <laughs> they will be disqualified. I can assure them now they will be disqualified. We might have 1,200 entrants, <laughs> but only 500 of them are allowed to run. Do, do, do you think, though, I think what Peter was alluding to, when, or, 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 when, when somebody starts and it... it, it could be perceived as a lonely the loneliness of the wrong distance runner thing and, and that's and that's why but it is really if you think about it properly it's a little bit silly well my suggestion would be find a, a running mate and yeah. get into conversation yeah and they're not allowed like if you come to one of the running clubs you're not allowed to wear them again for safety reasons but it's also for a social aspect to be able to meet your team like the club mates and run with them so um i can understand i can understand why people do wear them but yeah. they shouldn't yeah uh, and i think there's a there's a lot written now about mindfulness 
uh, and how that can be used to improve your mental health. I think if you're listening to music, you shut that out because one of the things with mindfulness is actually taking note of what your body's doing, your breathing, all sorts of things that you can, tricks that you can use to help your mind relax and become more healthy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Which I'm, music shuts out. I'm, I'm with you on this one, Peter. I'm, I'm completely with you because, you know, even people walking that's got them on, step out into the road or walk into people because the concentration's yeah. taken, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's like taking... Do you take your mobile phone with you when you're out running? N- no, but don't ever anyone attack me and hold me for ransom or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll all keep our eyes open for you. But that, that's the other thing, isn't it? Running while you're talking on on yeah. a mobile. Yeah. I, think I mean, take it by yeah. all means. You never know when you're going to need it. Exactly, But yeah. don't just have a general chit chat on if it if you can get out for <laughs> a, can, a 20 minute can be minute like run. me and not take one at all yeah yeah <laughs> if you can get out for a 20 minute run or a 20 minute walk you know people's work-life balances these days are they're not even so work is taking over more and more time of everyone's day so these 20 minutes turn your radio turn the music off turn your phones off and think about think about yourself for that time and that's probably one of the best things that running can do for you Good stuff. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure you'll both come and see us again before the half marathon because it's getting to that stage now where everything's hotting up, so to speak, and uh, everybody's getting into a routine and being allocated jobs and being told off at some stage by Gareth. Um, <laughs> but that seems to be the uh, the way of the world at the moment. Um, thank you very much, Peter and Philippa, f- for you. coming in. Um, enjoy the chocolates, even if you didn't bring them tonight. They've not been opened, I promise. Shocking. Next time. Absolutely shocking. Mick, Mick just a question for you. I see it's the, uh, there's the railway, uh, model railway exhibition on at the uh, showground. Will you be there at the weekend? I think I might have to make it a trip and, down there. And I wonder if we'll see Mrs Halfpenny's layout while we're there. <laughs> oh, cut in. <laughs> cut in. Listen to the podcast for that one, Mr Paul Halfpenny. Brilliant. Um, tomorrow night we're talking about people that walk around fields with sticks hitting little white balls around. Keith Whitfield's coming in to see us. He's always good entertainment. And uh, he was a cracking footballer as well before he took up golf. Flows of all playing and apparently it is raining, so... Uh, the best of luck to everybody tonight. That's where, uh, where we're off to. Thanks to everybody for coming in. We'll see you tomorrow night and we'll leave you in the most capable lands of Mr Stuart Preston. Radio New World.